Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Thank you for downloading this latest episode of the InfraPenny podcast, although it may not be your latest if you've gone back to listen to previous ones. Well, if they're listening to it now, it's their latest episode. I don't know if that's right. Have I confused you, Mark? Yeah. What if they've gone back to the beginning and then to this one and then they've gone back again? Then they're not listening to this anymore, so it's not the latest one. It's only if you're listening to it, it's your latest episode. But move on. Thank you for currently listening. That's better. Um, Shall we read out a review? Yeah. Yeah? We've had some reviews. Thank you for your feedback. It helps us get better and in some ways worse. No, it helps us get better and gives us encouragement to carry on. Because everyone needs to know that people are listening and that we've had support. And that there's someone out there and that I'm not just sitting in Josh's lounge, talking to him and recording it. Actually, Frank's... this is the first time we have sat in my living room to right. record, isn't Usually it? Usually we do it in my, in my study. Yeah. It's quite nice in here. It's much more comfortable, much more relaxed. It quite, yeah, quite nicely. So I've got a review here on uh, via iTunes or Apple Podcasts, which is one of many places you can leave a review. This is a five-star review, isn't it? What's a it five-star titled? review from Peter Hall that says, More, please. An Oliver-inspired review. Yes. He says, do you want to read it? Oh, if you like. Yeah, but you've sure. got a, a lovely tone. I can you so listen much, to Mark. you for two minutes. Great listen and surprisingly quite funny. Really interesting point raised about the lack of education in schools on all things financial. The most salient points being the credit reports and how easy they can be damaged, along with the impact things like car finance credit cards can have when looking for mortgages. Looking forward to the next episode. So that was in relation to our previous episode which was an interview with Jason Wilde from Paragon Banking Group. Thanks for the uh, review, Peter Hall, 77. Thank you. And uh, don't forget to pass the pod if you're enjoying listening. Uh, leave reviews. You can do so via iTunes, uh, Facebook, Podbean. We're also on YouTube. And if you want to just send me an email with nice comments, please. My email is mark, M-A-R-C, at cavendishcontent.com. So, Mark, I was on my podcast player yeah. the other day. Okay. I use one on my Android phone called, it's actually called Podcast Player. Is it? By Castbox. What do you use? Podbean. Okay. Um, and I noticed that our episodes, which are supposed to be published weekly, haven't been coming out weekly. Yeah, well, we've had to take a little bit of a break because uh, I had a family bereavement. My dad passed away, sadly. I don't understand why people say passed away sadly. Because obviously passing away is a sad occasion. <laughs> For most people, it's yeah. a sad occasion. So there's lots of things in the English language that are weird. Um, so obviously it's been a tough time. Um, but we're going to get back on the horse. Back on the horse? On the recording horse. And there will be more episodes coming. And um, it's also given some inspiration for things we need to talk about. Because you don't really... 
there's a lot when it, when someone dies there's a lot you have to do in, ter- in terms of reporting the estate and uh, sorting out inheritance tax but we're going to delve into those issues in another show uh, didn't we uh should we tell our listeners that we did record two episodes which should have been published we did record a couple of episodes and they sounded like they were in a cave yeah what were you doing in a cave <laughs> But you've sorted out your sound equipment. The sound equipment has been fixed. We're going to redo those episodes, aren't we? Going to redo those episodes. So this episode? This episode, we thought uh, we'd do something a bit different. We thought it'd be quite nice to ask each other questions that we've been asking our interviewees. Personal finance questions we've been asking them. So in this episode, I'm going to be asking Mark some of those questions. Okay. See what he... uh, We'll see what he has to say for himself. Are you ready, Mark? Ready. So this is the Penny for Your Thoughts section that we do in our interviews. So Katie Stevenson and Jason White have both answered these. So now... That's your turn. It's my turn. Are you ready, Mark Schoffman? I'm ready. Okay. So let's start with big one. Yeah. What is the best advice you have been given about money? I think the best advice I've been given is to differentiate between a need and a want okay that's good who did that come from well i think i'm going to credit that to martin lewis of um money saving expert okay he really does newsletters and he'll talk about things like black friday sales and uh because obviously we're coming up to a festive period now and there's all these flashy adverts about you can get a uh, kindle for 20 pounds or a flat screen tv for 200 pounds which sound great but is it a need or a want that's like, we'll come back to the point in a minute, but um, I've got a couple of friends. I think you might be one of those friends. Always make fun of my television. So you're right. sitting in my living room now. Yeah. The television is there in the background. Yeah. And they make fun of the fact that it's old. It is old and it's small in comparison to the space it occupies. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that thing. I don't need a new television. You don't. That would I, be don't a one. Think, I think it does its job. Yeah, which is why I haven't bought a new one. To, yeah. And you, those who are listening, you know who you are. But So go back to it. Go on. So what have you identified as, as a need and a want which, that's been useful to you? Uh, I think I, I, a lot of the time would attribute it to clothes. So obviously everyone's got to wear clothes and fashions change makes the world a better place yeah yeah, you can't go out naked anymore and fashions change and come and go but i've got items of clothing i probably still wore 10 years ago yeah i can see looking at you now (laughs) and people say it's um outdated and unfashionable but they're right (laughs) if it fits and you don't need it yeah if you do need it you should replace it is what i'm saying but if you've got if you feel like, oh, I want a new coat, but you've got a coat that's fine, there's no point going out and spending the money on it. Yeah, I like Spe- the new glasses. Yeah, way. I do just have bought some new glasses, <laughs> but that's because I couldn't see. I think it's a getting the balance, isn't yeah. it? I think maybe people probably won't resonate with the fact that your clothes might be 10 years old. Yeah. But it is just being sensible, not wasting money on yeah. things that aren't important. I think one of the, another issue that has raised a lot of time is these, when you're shopping around and there's buy one, get one free deals or... Is it, is it really a exactly worth it? Okay, yes. good. So let's do a couple of uh, quickfire ones. Who do you bank with? HSBC. And for personal and for business? Oh, no, for, that is for personal. Okay, and for business? And for business, Metro Bank. Why Metro for business? Metro Bank was because they used to, and I think they still have a thing where if your balance is above a certain amount, you get free banking. 
balance is above a certain amount. Yeah. So do you know what that amount is? I think it's £5,000. So you keep 5000 in the business bank account. Yeah. It's free banking. And it's free. Okay. And you used to be able to transfer for free between two different Metro Bank accounts. You should probably check whether you are still getting free banking with them. I think I know I am. And why HSBC for personal? Well, this is the thing. I, it is uh, a little bit of inertia, which is another issue that I, I and others should confront when it comes to banking. But yeah. they were the bank I opened a current account with when I got my mortgage. Okay. And well, first mortgage. First you mortgage. You're, you're right. Um, obviously, I have since remortgaged a few, times, a few yeah. times since then. And for some reason, my current account stayed the same. And that's despite there being a lot of decent current accounts around where they'll pay you interest and they'll give you perks. I think um, it's so much easy, so much easier nowadays to switch bank accounts with like the seven-day switching process. Yeah. That if you're not happy with HSBC or if there's a better deal out there, it's worth looking at. But I think I am happy. They, like, they're not doing anything. They're not offending me. Or there's no, there's no bad customer service. But um, not getting any of the bells and whistles. And there are other banks that will pay you, in some cases, £100, £150 to switch. I won't tell you who mine is because you're going to ask me the questions in another episode. Yeah. But I had uh, HSBC, the pre predecessors to HSBC when I was a child, Midland Bank. Yeah. I think they had this like lion saver or something. If anyone remembers what it was, send us a message. But they used to get sent toys and things. So it was a good way for kids to start understanding uh, understanding banks. So cash or card? Card. I think that's very bad. What's very bad? Just using the card because they very easily just will go and pay for things on contactless and you sort of press it and you don't really register how much you're spending. Fair enough. And okay. I think that's quite important to look because a lot of times you can have people who make mistakes and i often think well you've told me this is six pounds but i don't know if you've just typed in 60 or you, well, no, you can't do contactless for 60 but you could have typed 16 yeah well you should check before you touch yeah you should but a lot of people just do it and run off did you carry cash around a little bit what sort of amount do you tend to have in your wallet if anyone wants to mug mark <laughs> uh i'll have maybe 20 quid okay yeah i mean i have to take a bit out if you're going to pay the, the cleaner yeah, she gets. Don't tell HMRC for her. She gets paid in cash as long as she declares it. As long as she declares her, that's it. her issue. Yeah. You're, you're paying her. Are you a saver or a spender? I think I am a saver, and I think that's because I write about personal finance, so I have it drummed into me the importance of putting money away for your pension and for your children. So I don't mind. I'm not reluctant to to spend money, but when I make a lavish, when I'm looking at making big purchases and when I'm if I'm about to spend a lot of money I do always think well I'm meant to be putting money away this month but I'm not I think it's important to also be free and willing to spend money because you don't want to just you gotta enjoy yourself gotta enjoy you? yourself life is not a rehearsal life is not a rehearsal do you have any protection in place very personal question now's the appropriate time <laughs> to ask I have critical illness as a um, cover. critical illness cover, good. As a married man and father of two, I feel that's important because if I'm not around, uh, there will be some income coming in. Hang on a minute. So your critical illness cover is if you're ill. Are you are you talking about your life insurance there? Yes, I was. Like, and so critical illness. Yeah, if I can't work, I've got that. And I also have my life insurance if I pass away. And I'm not around. So you've got your life insurance if yeah. you pass away and you're not around. Yeah. You've got your income protection. Yeah. If you can't work. Yeah. And the critical illness cover is if you are seriously ill. Yeah. So you're taking care of you and your family. I am. So you're fully. It's a lot covered. of insurance, and I've got this, and also I pay a few other premiums because 
one is to get a monthly income paid to my wife and one is to get like a, a lump sum. So do you feel comfortable that if something happens to you, your family are taken care of? I do feel comfortable, but sometimes I feel I'm worth more deads. I can't say that. <laughs> you can do. It's a weird thing to say, but it's there, there is this thing that when you're applying for these things and you look at the value that you would get if someone passes away, it feels quite morbid. Yeah, but you are definitely worth more alive to all of us, Mark, than you Thank are. Thank you. Do. But even from a financial point of view, I'm, I'm going to make some numbers up so people don't have to know your income. Yeah. But you may say, well, I've got life insurance of a million pounds. And you may say you earn a hundred thousand pounds a year well if you I think don't. pardon i don't no i'm saying I know. i'm making numbers up in case the tax man's listening yeah so if you worked for another 30 years 30 times a hundred thousand is three million correct so if you've only got one millions one million pounds worth of life cover yeah you are not worth more dead than alive that mean i need to speak to my financial advisor about increasing think our annual insurance. planning meeting is coming up <laughs> how often do people need should i be reviewing my cover um, I think it's worth chatting about every year when you have your planning meeting. Um, but really, you probably only need to change it when there is a major event, such as changing jobs, births, deaths, marriages, um, changing legislation, things like that. Next question, you ready? Sure. Pension or property? I think pension now, because I don't have enough money to get into property. But eventually, I would like to combine both. I think it's important to have a diversified income source you've been taught well yeah by personal finance editors or you financial advisors but what if someone came to you and said they don't want any pension they just want property yeah i know a lot of people who don't have a pension and everything their whole retirement is reliant on property income is that a good strategy i think good is a maybe not the right word effective. but it is a strategy it is an effective strategy if you have built up the right size portfolio that's going to give you the right size level of income, then great. Yeah. There are a few dangers of that. You've got the risk of changes in legislation. Yeah. Income properties. You've got the risks of changes to capital gains tax. Yeah. Which I think Labour are talking about at the moment. You've got um, risks of not having tenants. So... There is nothing wrong with that as a strategy. There are downsides, which is why diversification is usually a good yeah. thing to do. But I'm, I'm, I'm very pro property. But pension, there's also risks that pension rules change as well, obviously. Exactly. So that's yeah. why diversification is tends to be good. What if I have a pension, but I don't, I, only, I don't put nothing? I also worry about that. That It's all very well me saying I have a pension, but I don't know if I'm putting enough in. Well, you should know if you're putting enough in because you should have your financial plan that, yeah. that's telling you whether oh. you're putting enough. Like, we should talk. Should I feel be. like I'm getting free financial advice. You're yeah. definitely paying for it. I'm still paying for it. Damn it. What, uh, next question. What do you waste your money on? Podcast hosting. I'm at. Uh, what I thought I... you were using free software. I'm not. Have you paid for this software? Yeah. Not this software, but the hosting. Are we paying for that? Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me that. That's news to me. <laughs> How much are we paying for? What, for Podbean? Yeah. I didn't know we had to pay for it. You should ask me for some money. Don't worry about it. What it's on me. That's not what I waste my money on. What do you waste your money on? I waste my money on Arsenal. That is at the moment that is a definite waste of yeah. money. So I, what do you mean by go on, tell me why you think you waste your money on it? Well I agree. So I have a season ticket. Yeah. Which So um, that could be anything from, from eight hundred pounds to five grand if exactly. you've got the cost seats. Yeah. And if my wife is listening, it's towards the cheap end. Yeah. I promise. And so she'll talk about the um lavish expenses she has so she'll get her nails done or 
beauty stuff. Yeah. Well, you have a beautiful wife. I do have a beautiful wife. And she, it doesn't cost her much to maintain herself because she's naturally beautiful. But the odd thing she has to do will cost maybe... I don't Not odd a lot. Odd she has to do. Not the odd... This the one-off thing she has to do. So maybe it's... I don't know how much these things are. But say it's £30 to get her nails done, which it isn't. It's maybe 10 okay. or 15 But for me to go to an Arsenal match, it works out at sometimes 50 quid. Yeah. And then you'll go and you can just sit in traffic for an hour and then you watch a match for 90 minutes and you lose and you come home and you're miserable. That's just the home games. And that's so just the home games. I mean, sometimes I'll, we'll go away to we went travel abroad. a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, to, or was it last month, to Portugal yeah. for a game. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't, we don't go for the game, really, do we? We go to have fun. Yeah. The game is just part of it. Yeah. But I just don't know if that makes it worse when you think about you're leaving your family behind at home to just go and have fun and spend all, all this money that you could be putting in your pension. So shall I count you out of the next trip? Where are we going? So, okay. What would you do if you won the lottery? If I won the lottery... Let's say 100 million euros. 100 millions. million. I'd pay off my mortgage. Okay, and with the £10 change? <laughs> I'd get into get more into property, I reckon. Okay. Get a bit more property, and then I would um, give some to family and friends. Well, I think we do need to have a, a chat about property off air. If that's your, the route you want to go down, let's talk yeah. about it uh, off air. And if it's something we can share with our listeners, we will do. So you go on. So you pay off your mortgage, pay off my buy mortgage, some property, buy some property. I'd like a holiday home somewhere. Where would you that? Where would you like to be? Um, you know what? In recent months, we've spent a, gone to a few weddings in the sort of countryside, and I think the English countryside is lovely when the weather's nice, and even when it's you know overcast. So you buy so a, a, a country, country. nice country, what country home. countryside like like which um, part of the country? Uh, where would I like to go? I don't know, towards Somerset or even... Is that a good accent, Somerset? Somerset or even by the coast. Sandbanks is nice or expensive. Yeah, but you'll be rich boy. I'll be a rich boy. I'll have two. I'll buy two. Okay. And, you know, I'll make sure my kids are all right. Yeah. And the odd friend. Oh, I was waiting for that one. Your odd friend. I did say friends and family. (laughs) The odd friend. The odd friend. Okay. Parents. Parent. Would you um, tell people that you'd won the lottery? No. You'd probably have to... Because you don't want people just... Suddenly we'll be knocking on your door begging for this and that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'd keep it on my down low, but... Look at you on the down low. Yeah, I could afford to buy some new clothes there, so people homies. would be able to tell. What? You tell your homies. My homies. Yeah, your yeah. peeps. Your Maybe. bros. Yeah. Okay. No, I wouldn't tell them. Um, have you ever made a purchase and afterwards regretted it that you spent that amount of money on that particular purchase? Apart from those glasses <laughs> you're wearing at the moment. These glasses, I think, are trendy. I think they're sort of... But they don't really fit in with the 10-year-old clothes that you're wearing. <laughs> um, when I was in my teenage years, which was... A while ago now. A while ago now. I was a thir- I'm now 36. So you can do the maths. Um, I started going to the gym. Can't you tell? <laughs> you so you've been going well, to the gym for a I've had a lot of time. time. Over the last 20 years, I've had periods where... I've had bursts of gym membership. Okay. And obviously I start and then stop. Okay. And then start again and stop. Because I'm not happy with the gains, but that's because I'm not committed enough. Gains? Gains. Okay. As in like what? The, the get, weight, the muscle. Okay, so that's why you go to the gym for muscle. I think you're getting ripped off if that's the reason you're going. I'm just not getting ripped, so that's the trouble, yeah. Um, but when I first joined, I, was, I got quite excited about it. So I thought, well, I'm going to need to buy all these new clothes. So I went out and I got a lot of 
extra large hoodies thinking oh, i'm gonna, gonna beef bulk these up. out bulk <laughs> up and um i remember i had a big black hoodie sitting at the bottom of my drawer for months and i thought one day i'm gonna wear that Never, never worn it. Well, it's always too big. For Interesting, me. though, that that sort of contradicts your earlier comment about yeah. that you don't waste money on clothes, needs and wants. So I know, but have you learned that? I obviously that? learned, yeah, because okay. that was when I was a teenager. But now I'm a mature man with well, glasses. Well, it's questionable to both categories. You Definitely do have glasses. Okay, yeah. do that. Expensive glasses. Okay. Should have gone Specsavers. I did go to Specsavers actually. Other opticians are available. You're having a conversation with yourself, eh? Yeah, because you're not talking. <laughs> Good. Good. Anything else you want me to ask you? Um, I think that's, that'll just about be it. Fantastic. So I think in a, you're going to ask me these questions at some point. At some point. Yeah, we'll do that in another episode. Yeah? Okay. Okay, lovely. Please remember, anything discussed in this programme should not be viewed as financial advice. But if you do need support, please contact me at... Mark, M-A-R-C at CavendishContent.com or visit the Orchard Practice website at www.topfs.co.uk You can also find us on Twitter at InForAPennyPod1 at Mark Schoffman and at Josh Gersler If you'd like to leave us feedback there's a link in the show notes telling you how to do that We really appreciate any comments you provide And do post any financial issues you'd like us to cover Thank you for being In For A Penny